Wait, have we been recording this whole time? Welcome, everybody, to the Degenerational Talent Podcast. This is the brainchild of a group of degenerate gamblers who really only know sports, but we will definitely try to convince you otherwise. With me once again, we got Mitch, Dave, and Justin. Today we're going to do a little double take. We're going to do some college football and NFL. Um, real quick, we're going to recap a little bit of what went down week one. Across the board, we all kind of hit 50-50 on college football. Um, the big the big thing was our consensus went 3-2. and two, Majority went 5-5 five and five for college. Uh, looking at NFL, though, Dave came out far away ahead, 11-6 and six on his picks last week. So tail Dave, maybe. That might be the move. Uh, both me and Justin were 50-50. Uh, Mitch was just about 50-50 as well. But over here, our majority parlay would have gone 6-3, and three, or just our majority picks were 6-3. and three. So, I mean, two-thirds of the time. Uh, looking at our majority picks and just our picks overall, in college football, I'm looking at 29-28. Justin's looking at 31-25. Dave's looking 26-26. And Mitch is 31-31 in college. And then in NFL, I'm 9-7. and seven. Justin's 8-7. and seven. Dave's 11-6. Mitch is 11-9. First thoughts, guys. How do we feel about picks last week? The NFL took me by surprise. The NFL, yeah. it was all over the place. Like, good quarterbacks look like butt. Quarterbacks that we thought were going to be butt were actually decent. Like, week one was just atrocious when it came to NFL. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, <laughs> It looked like uh, the fourth preseason game of all the starters played. It was There was a lot of sloppy games. I mean, San Francisco looked pretty good, but... That's just—they're <laughs> the only team that I that I saw that was really really uh, running pretty seamlessly. But it could have been just a bad game for the Steelers too. Yeah, not not too thrilled with how the Steelers showed. Uh, it's not not very promising. But usually that's how it goes when the Steelers roll through preseason. They end up sucking in the regular season. So we Cowboys we, defense look good. I mean, oh, their defense <laughs> looks so good. There are a lot of good defenses out there. The Jets. Are, yeah. Surprised. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say NFL was a really defensive focused week one. Uh just a couple of stats to throw at you here. Uh the home team only covered the spread in four out of the sixteen games, and the under hit in twelve of the sixteen games wow. of week one. Just just to throw the throw some things out there because we had a couple overs that definitely did not hit. So I mean we're gonna roll into college football to start this. Wow. We're not we're not picking any Thursday Friday. Frankly, it's it is a tough slate of games this week. Um, there's not a lot of good games, but we're gonna start off at noon on Saturday. Got number seven Penn State is two and zero. They are two and zero against the spread, minus six fifty favorites at Illinois. They are one and one, zero and two against the spread, plus four seventy underdogs with a fourteen and a half point spread and a forty eight and a half point over under. Uh, I mean, this is a pretty quick one across the board because we all took Penn State minus fourteen and a half. I don't really see any reason why that wouldn't be the case. Uh, anybody got a reason why it wouldn't be the case? Nope, it's Penn nah, State. Penn State looks good. I mean, they're throwing up numbers. I think they could they could cover the over by themselves. Penn State all the way. Yes, sir. Penn State, let's go. We are. Penn State, yep. All right, next up we got number 14, LSU, 1-1. One one. They are 1-1 one one against the spread as well and a minus 375 favorite. At Mississippi State, 2-0, and oh, but 1-1 one one against the spread, and they are plus 295 underdogs. With a nine and a half point spread at home, fifty four and a half is the over under. Uh, we're kind of split on this one. I took the under just because this game it reeks to me. The, both of these teams haven't looked good yet this year. I was really wrong about Mississippi State last week, 
So I'm kind of in the same boat right now where I'm just, I just think that this game is going to be really defensively focused and it's going to be the under because it could very well be LSU winning 31-0. It could be 14-14. I really don't know. I'm going to disagree with you. I mean, LSU put up some numbers. I mean, they looked good in the first half against Florida State and then they kind of just went quiet. I think they can put up points. I think Mississippi State can put up points. I think I'm going to take the over, but I am going to take LSU winning this game in the long run with that uh, nine and a half cover. So LSU by 10 and the over for me. Yeah, my pick was Louisiana minus the points. It's not going to even be close. They're they're actually 10 and one in their last 11 games when playing on the road against Mississippi State. LSU is obviously the better team anyway, so it's not even going to be close. I'm, uh, I'm going against the grain in this one. I'm taking Mississippi State plus 10. At home, I do think the under, I would lean towards the under. I'm not going to take it, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer of a game and uh, kind of like a grindy game, and I think the 10 points is going to be enough for the cover. I wouldn't take them anything uh, less than plus 10, though. All right, next up, we have <laughs> number 15, Kansas State 2-0. They are 2-0 against spread, minus 192 favorites on the road. At Missouri, who is 2-0, but 0-2 against spread. That's a plus 160. They are 4 and a half point underdogs at home and a 48 over under um we have a majority here which is kansas state minus four and a half i frankly i think kansas state's gonna win by 10 points yeah i think uh kansas state they're they're offense they're they're explosive i think they put up points i think uh, they win this game no problem uh win by 10 at least yeah the, the point i think they might even score the 46 and a half themselves are are you moving to the to the spread there? Or fifty and a half. Yeah, if you move if you if you just take Kansas State minus five and a half like the rest of us, then uh we have a consensus, another consensus. All right. I'm making it official. Because it yeah, all right. So that's a, let's that's, do it. That's another consensus pick for the board. Mitch, anything yeah, to add? The state rolls. No, they roll. They roll through. All right, next up we have a neutral site game, Louisville two and oh. They are one and one against spread, minus three sixty favorites at Indiana. One and one, two and zero oh against the spread at plus two eighty five. It is a plus ten spread with a fifty and a half point over under. I'm taking Indiana plus ten. I don't know what everybody sees in Louisville this year. I don't see it. Indiana covered against Ohio State. I don't see any reason why they're not going to cover in Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna, I've seen. I've watched Louisville play. I went back and watched that Ohio State Indiana game. Ohio State just looked bad. I don't think Indiana looked good. I think Ohio State just looked bad. I think Louisville is a better team. I'm going to take Louisville easily covering that spread of 10, 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just chose the, uh, the over on this one because I, I don't know. Indiana is one of those. I, I feel like that they may play tougher than against Louisville than the spread. So I just, I'm going safe with the over here. I just think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Yeah. I'm actually with AJ here. I'm taking Indiana to cover uh, the plus 10, 2 and 0 covering this year. I'm thinking the line should be somewhere around like 6 or maybe 7. I don't know why they're they're giving them 10 here, which is a little bit weird to me and I, I don't like when I can't figure something out like that. So it would make me think maybe maybe 6, but um I'm taking a I'm taking them plus 10. I think that's a pretty safe bet. All right, next game we got starting the 3:30 slot. We have South Carolina is going into Georgia facing the Bulldogs. Georgia, obviously, a pretty heavy favorite here. I don't think there's any surprise there. AJ looks like he's got under 54 and a half here. Where are you at on this one, Justin? I think Georgia's going to steamroll this game. Georgia's going to – they've been playing pretty pretty lousy to Georgia standards. 
I think Georgia finally shows up. I think Georgia can put up those points by themselves. I'm going to take the points in this game. I don't think Georgia's ready yet to steamroll. I mean, I think they're going to win by a big margin, but I think 27 points, which I, I, I chose plus the 27 points, 27 and a half points. I just don't think that the, I don't think they're going to re steamroll them. Alrighty. We're, we're all over the place on this one. I think we all, we all have a different, uh, different picks that me and Justin are both on the over. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm just taking the over in this game. I'm following big money and, and projections as well in this one. And I'm just going to roll with the, uh, that on this and just taking the over. Next up, we have San Diego State, who is one of the few teams that have played three games. So they're two and one, but they are one and two against the spread plus 1300 underdogs at number 16, Oregon state, who's two and zero against both the spread and their win loss minus 2,800 favorites with a 24 and a half point spread and an over under 48 and a half i'm definitely taking over 48 and a half i'm tempted to ride the majority here and turn it into a consensus at oregon state minus 24 and a half just because i think oregon state's going to put up 35 to 40 points it's just uh, if san diego state can at least get squeak like 10 15 points out uh you're definitely hitting it over a 48 and a half here however if they squeak that 10 to 15 out and you're at 35 40 you're not covering 24 and a half but for, for the sake I, I let's do it let's let's make that a consensus i'm gonna ride with it yeah i'm I'm, ta- I'm taking the point that i'm taking oregon state to cover i mean dj didn't look good at clemson i think he, he's uh he's coming into his himself i think dj's gonna run this game away Taking, i'm gonna take the points i'm gonna take the spread obviously my last two views points and points and spread oregon state all the way yeah, well, Oregon State is 9-0 against the spread, 13-0, last 13 games at home. Um, Yeah, it's not even going to be close. Another one. Yeah, yep, I'm with you there. Oregon State minus uh, 24.5. They should roll through them. Next up, we have a majority pick. Uh, Minnesota 2-0, but they are 0-2 against spread, plus 245. Number 20, UNC, is 2-0 and 1-1 against spread, minus 305. We've got a minus 7.5 spread here with a 50 point over under there's three of us that are unc taking the, the spread and then there's one of us that is not this Wait, is my go ahead dave tell us tell us why this is my one pick this is my my one pick for the week that i'm, I'm thinking that the minnesota has a good chance to win i picked the money line only just the trends are following you know favoring minnesota a little bit more that's it's it's more of a gut feeling type of pick but yeah from the trends that i read besides their five and oh straight up in september i know it's a dumb trend to follow but i'm, I'm rolling with it i'm rolling with minnesota i will, I will yeah. say on this one i did kind of have a mitch feeling on this where it the spread seems so low that it seemed like a trap almost to me um like this seems like a game that unc i mean if they were 19 point favorites against app state even though they did not cover that 19 i mean if you beat usc by the score they beat you at usc uh sorry south carolina usc then i don't see why you're a much lower spread against minnesota who is definitely a worse team than south carolina in my opinion so but i'm taking the unc minus seven here yeah i'm afraid of falling into the into that trap too because i would think that they'd probably get nine nine and a half ten points um going then facing unc here but yeah minus three for some reason they're not it, it's not great money at minus three or five as its own pick but I think if you put that in a parlay, you should be fine. I would probably, if you're putting it in a parlay, I'd probably only take the money line personally. But for a, a single pick, I would say UNC minus seven and a half. Yeah, I, I parlayed it, um, the money line, just because 
I don't like I don't like parlaying lines and spreads and over unders. But I mean, I think Drake's got a thing to prove. He was a he was a, going into the year he was a Heisman talk about. Um, he hasn't looked great so far. I think he's he's again going to be like DJ's and come into it. He looked pretty good last week against that State. I don't know why that game was so close, but I, UNC shouldn't have any any problems covering the spread. I I'm gonna take UNC minus seven and a half. I'm probably gonna go all the way up to ten eleven like the other guys said. Next up we have. Northwestern, who's one and one, and also one and one against spread plus seven hundred underdogs at number twenty one. Duke, two and zero, one and one against spread minus eleven hundred. They are nineteen point favorites at home with a forty and a half point over under. Duke, I'm taking Duke minus nineteen. If they can beat Clemson by nineteen, I don't see why they can't beat or Northwestern by nineteen here. So that I mean, it's just straightforward, pretty simple that way. Yeah, that was my logic. I mean, they went they went up against Clemson, had no problem. Northwestern, nothing compared to Clemson. Duke, Duke minus nineteen all day. Yeah, I I just went with the under on this one. What is it, forty eight and a half now? Um, average score between these two teams is twenty to twenty two. I'm just following the trend on this one. I, I you know I don't think I don't know that much to, about the, the the team, so I'm just gonna go a little safe here on this one. Yeah, I'm actually going the complete opposite direction on that one. I'm I'm going on the over. Riley Leonard looks so good. I think he just keeps rolling here. I think Duke puts up 40 themselves. So I'm, I'm taking the over. All right, next up, we have uh, another consensus pick. We got Virginia Tech 1-1 one and 1-1 one and one and one against spread, plus 215 underdogs at Rutgers 2-0. They are 2-0 against spread, minus 265 favorites, and they are a 7-point favorite at home with a 39.5 point over under. The majority here... Uh, we actually, sorry, the consensus here is Virginia Tech money line. Mitch, uh, I, say, I, I keep switching it on you. Yeah. I wanted, I literally, my gut was telling me to take a money line, and that was w- without looking at anyone else's. And then for some reason, I put the plus seven in there, and now I'm, I, I, I need to know. Yeah, I, I need to, I need to ride that gut feeling. We, we uh, apparently all had it. So I just. Yep. My thing is, Virginia Tech stayed in that game with Purdue, and it was very terrible, like, field conditions. And maybe they only stayed in it because they were at home. But Rutgers is a much worse team than Purdue ever was going to look like they were going to be. I mean, they, they didn't look great against Northwestern, even, of all teams. So I think Virginia Tech can go in there and win as well. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Tech. I mean, I'm a little bit biased because I went there. They didn't look, they didn't look terrible. I mean, they're still still learning, still trying to become a decent team with the new coach. But yeah, Blacksburg was a shit last week. I mean, have you seen some of the videos that I've seen? People were literally thigh deep in water and ditches. Like it was just terrible weather. So you can't blame them for losing that game, um, especially with the weather delays that they had. But a little bit of bias on that one. I think Tech is a little bit better than what people were saying at the beginning of the year. I think the projection was only like three wins. Um, they don't look. They don't look bad. I'm going. I'm gonna take my take money line. Yeah, I just I chose the same thing. It's no 10-0 head to head. Yeah, I as you know I switched it. So yep. I, I I had them at seven. So we're we're good to go on money line there. I think that's a good consensus. Some good money there. All right. Next up, <laughs> we got the five o'clock window. Number eight, Washington two and zero. They're one and one against spread. Minus seven fifty favorites at Michigan State two and zero. Who is two and zero against spread? Plus five twenty five. 16-point underdogs at home with a 55.5-point over-under. This is another consensus pick. We have Washington minus 16. I think at this point it's it, it was tempting originally when I first saw the line was 16 to take Michigan State to cover. After everything with Mel Tucker, this is a free this is just a free game for Washington. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is going to put on 
a Heisman performance because this team's going to have no direction without their coach. Yeah, that, that, that was my whole logic behind it is Penix and Adudier are just going to gonna light it up. I mean, there's no there's no coaching on the other side. The team's not going to know what to do. And Washington, they've looked good all so far all year. I mean, they have no no problem putting up points. I think Washington blows it out the water. Yep, they're, they're 2-0 against them with a 20-point difference. So it was kind of a no-brainer, minus 16. So that's same here. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding the minus 16. I also threw in the under. And I, I'm just following um, my indicators on that. Big money, sharp money. Um, experts are, are on the under right now. 55 and a half feels low, to be honest, with Penix in there. I feel like Washington could score 55 themselves, but for some reason that's where it's at. So I'm, I'm guessing Washington almost shuts out Michigan State in this game. So I'm taking the under as well. All right, next up in the 7 o'clock window, we do have number 11, Tennessee, who is 2-0, 1-1 against spread of minus 245. They are going to the swamp to play Florida 1-1, 0-2 against spread, plus 200 underdogs. 6.5 points is the spread with a 57.5 over-under. Tennessee struggled with Austin P. I don't think they underestimate a team like Florida that really doesn't have a great direction at the moment. They're still trying to figure a lot out on that team. As the resident Florida fan here, I'm still going to take Tennessee minus 6.5, which is kind of odd here, uh, given... The rest of the group isn't necessarily in the same boat as me. Yeah, I'm riding with Tennessee. Simply, I'm not. I'm not for Tennessee, but I just I've seen Florida struggles. They just they haven't figured out who they are yet, like what's going on. And I think I think with a quarterback situation in Tennessee, I think they can just they can put up some points. And I think Tennessee covers that seven, no problem. Yeah, uh, Florida. I I chose the Florida with the money line. They're eight and two last ten meetings, nine and zero all time at home against Tennessee. So it's uh, trends are really favorable florida on this one so that's why i chose them yeah i actually i actually agree with dave here my indicators are, are saying florida should should win this game or should cover this the seven at least because i think the spread should be around like three and a half four also taking the over 57 and a half i think this is going to be a pretty pretty a uh, non-defensive battle and I, I feel like over 60 is going to be scored so I'm, I'm taking the over in this as well next up we have what i well really what should have been last year's sunbelt championship we have JMU, who is 2-0, 0-2 against spread, plus 130. At Troy, 1-1, 0-2 against spread, minus 155. Troy are three-point favorites at home with a 47.5 point over-under. We do have a majority of JMU money line here. Um, I mean, I think JMU very much would have and should have won the Sun Belt last year, but because of FBS rules, they were ineligible for both the Sun Belt and a bowl. JMU looked good against Virginia, despite the weather delay. I think... Really, if you played Virginia under any other circumstances, they probably win that game, thirty-five to fourteen. Yeah, I think that weather delay kind of hurt JMU. Um, they look they look good, and to their credit, anyone can look good against UVA. But I think JMU, in all regards, is a better team. Um, and them being underdogs in this game, I think it's kind of silly. So I'm gonna take JMU on the line, no problem. I actually changed my pick to JMU with the money line as well. I did have the over, but I figure I, you know, it's the over. I, I think JMU is going to win anyway, so I'll, I'll I'll roll with the guys here and choose the money line as well. Nice. Another consensus then. Yeah, JMU looked good. Looked like they were going to run away with that game last week. That that obviously didn't happen. But I, I think right now it, you'd be dumb to fade, fade JMU. So another consensus in the books. Moving on to the 730 games. 
We got first one up is Georgia Tech, who is one and one, one and one against spread plus six twenty-five at number seventeen, Ole Miss two and zero, two and zero against spread minus nine fifty. They are eighteen point favorites at home with a sixty-three over under. Mississippi's eighteen covering that eighteen is where my pick is. I believe Tulane's a better team than Georgia Tech, and they covered that easily. So I think that they'll cover this Georgia Tech game pretty easily as well. Jackson Dart's going to have a, himself a game picking apart this Georgia Tech defense. Yeah, that was one game that I actually watched through and through last week with that Ole Miss Tulane game. And Ole Miss, they just look good on offense. I mean, it was just a, it was a points battle. And Georgia Tech, yet again this year, I don't think they're going to be like the laughing stock of the ACC. They haven't been good in a long time. I think Ole Miss can pick apart that defense, no problem. Um, I think Ole Miss minus the 18 is it, it's too easy. Yeah, I, I thought about changing it too, but I, I'm more confident about the under 63. I think 63 is a lot of points uh, considering the trends there. The, you know, the 50 points last 10 meetings, average score between the two. You know, I, I just don't I just don't think they're going to get 63 between the two. I'm riding the old Miss train as well. I mean, I had it when it was 19 and a half. It, it must have went down to 18 even better. So I'm taking Ole Miss to roll this one. All right, next up we have... TCU is one and one, zero and two against spread, minus two seventy eight at Houston, one and one, one and one against the spread, and a plus two twenty at home. They are plus seven and a half underdogs, sixty four and a half over under. This goes against my big rule that I mentioned last week, but I'm taking the under in this game. These teams are just bad. That is the only, the best way I can put it. TCU did, hasn't covered when they've been favorites, and they have, and then Houston, on the other hand, covered the game where they weren't the favorite and then got blown out at home by a, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but a piss poor Rice team. There's no reason you should be losing by double digits to Rice if you're in the Big 12. Simple as that. So I'm just taking under 64 and a half because these teams suck ass. Yeah, um, now that I'm looking at the line, I'm going to take the under as well. Um, TCU, they're, they lost too many people. They lost that championship caliber team they had last year, which was not a kid championship caliber in my mind. They lost too many players. Houston, like AJ pointed out, they they look bad against bad teams. They look well, they look bad no matter what. But they struggled against Rice. But to Rice's credit, Rice hung in there for a little bit with Texas for a little bit. But yeah, both these teams suck. Um, under sixty four is, I feel like free. Yeah, the <laughs> I actually chose Houston and the money line because going back to AJ's point that both East and Justin's point that these teams are just horrible. I'm choose I just chose the home home team on this one. I think six and a half is a little or it's, I'm sorry, seven and a half is it's a little too much to go either way. So I'm, I'm I just think Houston's going to win at home. Yeah, I originally just had Houston plus six and a half because I feel like they should not uh, be getting that many points. I feel like it should be around two, three. So I took Houston plus six and a half. But looking at that over, it is the perfect over for me to. I just have to take it because it makes no sense at all that it's sixty four and a half. And if it doesn't make any sense at all, then for some reason it's going to hit. So that's going to be my gut pick. <laughs> So next up, we got BYU 2-0, 0-2 against spread, plus 270. Arkansas 2-0, 1-1 against spread, minus 340. 8.5 point favorites at home, 47.5 over under. Uh, I'm taking Arkansas 8.5. This is a revenge game. BYU won last year. You know, KJ Jefferson wants this one back from last year because it really sent them on a downward spiral. You can't really do, I don't think they do uh, props on college games, but if, you could. I'm taking the over and one and a half interceptions for Keaton Slovis. 
Um, I think he's just going to be throwing a lot to this Arkansas defense. So I have Arkansas minus eight and a half. Yeah, I think Arkansas is just a better team all the way around from offense and defense. KJ's, I think he he's going to ball out. Um, BYU, I think they stole that game from like last year, like uh, AJ pointed out, and Arkansas just kind of fell apart at that point. So yeah, revenge game for Arkansas. Arkansas is trying to get back into being a, a household name in that in that conference. So I would take Arkansas with those points. So there was the last time these two teams played, there was over 80 points scored for it to be 52. It's, it's a really no brainer to, cho- to choose the over on a 50, the over 52 on this one, or wait, it changed to 47 and a half. Yeah. Drop, I was gonna say it dropped significantly. Yeah. I keep uh, Jaron Jaren right, so, Hall is also a much better scoring quarterback than Keaton Slovis ever will be. So, well, still 80 points and it's 47 and a half. I thought that's, that's a huge difference. I mean, to think that they're not going to go over 47 and a half. Yep. Actually, I had BYU when it was plus 10, but public must be all over that because the line moved down to eight and a half. So I'm, I'm actually going to hit Arkansas minus eight and a half here. That into a majority pick. All right. Like I said, I'm going to skip this one. We're going to, we're going to pick that one last. So my feelings don't get hurt too bad. All right. Next up, we have Syracuse 2-0, 2-0 against spread minus 142. Purdue's 1-1, one 1-1 and one, one and one against spread plus 120 with a two and a half point underdogs at home, 57 and a half point over under. Uh, this is technically a majority pick because three of us would be taking Purdue plus two and a half with two of us taking the money line straight up. Uh, my my whole theory is they're not going to lose twice at home to start the season. Um, they shouldn't have lost against Fresno State, but they did. And I don't think Syracuse is that much better of a team than Virginia Tech that they're going to just, you know, go into Purdue and win there. So I'm really just sticking with they're, they're at home. They're not going to lose twice at home out of conference. Maybe in Virginia Tech alum, I'm gonna say the orange are way better than Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech shot all the way around. But I like I like orange over Purdue. Orange just they look better um overall. I mean I know they're only two and oh but they look they look like they've clicked the last two games that I've actually watched. Um and I, I just trust them a little bit more in Purdue. Purdue didn't look all that good against Tech mind the weather conditions. Um and Purdue, they didn't, they didn't really shock me or give me much faith when they played President State at the beginning of the year. So I'm going I'm to roll with the orange. My pick was Purdue in the money line. I I, I kind of agree. Purdue's at home. They're, I, I think that they're just a little bit better of a team than Syracuse this year. Or against each other, you know. Yep, I'm, I'm taking Purdue. I'm, I'm taking the two and a half, though, just for insurance, even though I it's, feel like it's probably going to be very rare for it to um be that close three and a half would be a lot nicer but i'm I'm still going to take the insurance with with the two and a half the over seems a little high to me but i'm, I'm just going to avoid it right, next up we have the cult where college game day and fox's big noon kickoff is going to be at they're going to be at colorado state 0 and one and 0 and one against the spread plus 1100 at colorado number 18 in the country 2 and 0 and 2 and 0 against the spread we got a minus 2,100 favorites there. 23 and a half point favorites even at home. The 61 point over under. This is a majority, or sorry, a consensus pick across the board. We are all taking Colorado 23 and a half to cover this week. I mean, there was a point last year, Colorado and Colorado State were the only two teams left in the country that had no wins. And so, I mean, it's only logical. Colorado State didn't get better. Colorado clearly did. Um, I think it's this is just gonna be I 
I'd honestly probably tease this up to 31 because I think Dion's going to go and he wants to win a, ri a technical rivalry game here and just put the absolute show out there for everybody to watch. Yeah, the only way this, that Colorado doesn't get 31 is if it's a blowout at the end of the third quarter and then he pulls starters. But I don't, I don't think Dion is the type of coach to let off the throttle. I think this game, like AJ quoted, it could be sixty-three or seven. Um, Colorado, they, you gotta believe in Dion. Dion, he's proven the last two weeks that he uh, he's legit. Um, I'm gonna take Colorado, probably up to thirty-one with AJ. Maybe 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 thirty. I might tease it actually at thirty-five. Just because Colorado's looked that good, obviously Colorado State not that good. This might be the game that I I would put like a half a unit on Colorado minus thirty five. Yeah, I am actually a believer after watching them against like, after watching them win last week. Uh, yeah, I, I just I chose Colorado. They're gonna steamroll them. Colorado State. Dion's gonna put on a show just like AJ said. Yep, I I took the uh, minus twenty three and a half as well. I've I've actually been fading Colorado all year, just like uh, Notre Dame, and both of those have turned out pretty poorly for me. This <laughs> this is in a no way indicative of how I feel about Colorado. I don't think that they're the real deal. I think they're going to get smacked in the face when they go into Oregon next week. Um, but Colorado, I think it's just this is just an indication of how bad I think Colorado State is. I think Colorado's a good football team. I don't think they're a top 25 football team. I think they're going to lose probably half their games this year. But right now, <laughs> going into, not a believer yet. <laughs> I'm definitely not a believer yet, but I, I mean, I want to, I want to be proved. I want to be proved wrong. Um, it would be so cool. I mean, I love Dion. I love prime, but I'm also taking the over in this one just because, yeah, I think Colorado could, could score 60 points in this game. I think last week at Nebraska, that was, that was not a good showing for Colorado. I don't know if anyone could get faith from their showing against Nebraska. I mean, Sims literally handed them the game. He fumbled on the handoff three times. I think he threw two or three picks. He also went out of bounds when he shouldn't have, gave him Colorado the ball before half so that they could score again. There, there, it was the worst showing I've ever seen by a quarterback. Set, set the scene here, 7.30 p.m., kind of, it looks like it's going to be a little chilly, not not too chilly, but a little chilly, in the in the mountains of West Virginia in Morgantown, we got Pitt, 1-1, one 1-1 and one, one and one against spread, minus 115, this is a pu almost a push game at West Virginia, who are both 1-1 one and 1-1 one and one and one against spread as well, minus 110, uh, West Virginia is a one-point underdog at home, technically, with a 48 over-under I made the mistake of going to the Pitt Cincinnati game uh, last week. It was hard to watch. It was hard to be there. Um, I was a pathetic grown ass man and I did boo Phil Jerkovic while he was throwing behind people, throwing over people and just not throwing to his players last week. If he can be the guy that 
got recruited to Notre Dame and got recruited to Boston College and came here and looked great and won a whippy old title, then this is a free game for Pitt. But it all depends on that. So, I mean, as a Pitt fan, I'm taking Pitt money line, but the real pick here is over 48. Yeah, I don't really have much on this game. I haven't really paid attention to either one of these teams. Um, don't really care about either one of these teams. So I'm I'm just I, I'm gonna ride with AJ on the over. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to Pitt. So I think so I'm just I'm gonna go with the points with AJ on this one. I'm going to go with the under on this because I don't think either I mean, team can really score that much because it's Pitt and West Virginia, and um, they're. I mean, their their average score is 48 last 10 meetings. I mean, I know it's close, but I just, yeah, I, I don't really have much faith in either team scoring. I mean, it's Pitt and West Virginia. So, I, yeah, I, no one cares about let's, these two. What's your, what's your inner Penn State show, Dave? What's your Penn State show? <laughs> Love it. Was, what, the number seven ranked in the nation team over Pitt? Wait. Let me guess, Pitt's ranked like 32nd, huh? Or 28th. Not, not, not after last week. Like 60th. Like that was horrible. I think that's why I'm taking Pitt money line, just because I'm just like, if they're plus one right now, then in the way Jerkovich played, it cannot possibly <laughs> play it any, any worse. So I just have a feeling it's going to be a little bit of positive regression for him. He's going to have a... Probably just a decent game. He's not going to play really well. He's just going to have a decent game. And then they're going to grind out a win. Oh, I got I got two things left to say on this. Number one is, since I'm going to the game, if we do not have an episode next week, it is because some WVU fan threw a 9-volt battery at my head. Um, very likely outcome, possible <laughs> scenario. Um, uh, number two, I just want to say, we are recording this on Wednesday, September 13th. So happy 13-9 day to all the Pitt and WVU fans out there all right next we're moving on to the nfl these are the big picks we had we were a little a couple of us were sitting 500 last week dave came in looking pretty hot so uh, let's see if we can keep it up this week we're going to start with a majority pick packers 1-0 1-0 against spread minus 125 at the falcons who are 1-0 1-0 against spread 105 underdogs as a plus two spread with a 40 and a half I'm the dissenter here. Um, I got Packers minus two. The rest of the group has Falcons money line. Love looked good last week. I will. I'll take that one. And I think that the Falcons outside of Bijan looked terrible. So if the only chance the Falcons have to cover this is for Bijan himself to be the one that covers this game, and I don't. I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think the Packers as a team are still pretty good. I don't know that they're. 13 and 3 good like they have been in the past but I think the Packers are probably going to easily cover this too but the consensus or the majority here is Falcons so I'm, I'm going to need to hear some reasons why yeah I'm, I'm taking the Falcons and I don't know what game you watched last week but um pretty sure Tyler <laughs> Algier had a better stat line than Bijan did and that that was without Drake or Pitts involved in the game at all I think Drake got one target that was just that was god awful um I think that they got to step it up. I don't really believe in Jordan Love. They did have a decent game, but I don't think it was anything to brag about just yet. I mean, it's week two. Based on all the other quarterbacks that shit the bed, I'm glad somebody stepped up. 
but I think the Falcons have more talent. I think they're a better team overall, offensively and defensively. Taking the Falcons. Yeah, I, I chose the Falcons. I don't think the Packers are are really that good. And also, Aaron Jones. He, I, I, I don't know the current status of him, but he did get injured last week. So, I mean, yeah, they got AJ Dillon, but he's he's more of a in your face type of runner. As Jones is more like the receiver in the backfield type of guy. And I think the Falcons just have I I, I underestimated them at the beginning of the year. Now I'm I'm like maybe they got a good system with the running game and as long as they don't fall behind too much too early, I think that they have a they're gonna have a chance in a lot of games this year. Yeah, I, I think they've proven um that they, they can run the ball. Even with, with Patterson and now they've just upgraded apparently yeah. With two different running backs, um, so I'm taking Falcons plus two here. Um, I I would take a money line. I'll just take the two points though. Uh, might as well get a little bit of insurance. Something kind of crazy though that jumps out looking at the stats of this game. Desmond Ritter had 15 completions on 18 attempts. Nine yes. of those completions were to his running backs. Six to Bijan, three to Algier. Yeah, yeah. Running backs had 51 percent of the snap. That's take note of that. Take note yeah, of that for those daily fantasy players out there. It was, yeah, it was Two bad. Running backs. I had, I had, I three, I had Greek London. I won, I won my game one. I had Greek London with zero points. <laughs> zero points. I might be looking at some prop bets here for receiver receiving props for for that game. And, and they're, and they're like low. over that. Mitch, I can't wait for those to show up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pound on those bad those prop bets for the running backs. Let's see if I can pull them up real quick. I, I mean, definitely, I, definitely, at least for fantasy, I think both Algier and Bijan are have starters. So, yeah, I think we're still on a Wednesday. So, next game up, we have Raiders 1 0, 1 0 against spread plus 300. Bills 0 1, 0 1 against spread minus 3D. They are 8.5 point favorites at home, 46.5 over under. Again, I'm the lone dissenter here. I got Raiders to cover 8.5. I just think 8.5 after the way the Bills played is. I mean, I think that's safe for the Raiders to cover. I think the Bills are going to win this game. So, I mean, if you if you want to put it in a parlay and take the Bills money line, you would have a consensus here. But I'm I'm taking Raiders to cover eight and a half. I just think it's too, it's too big of a number with the way the Bills played. Yeah, I think, I think Josh Allen's going to bounce back. Um, Raiders they lost. They're down a receiver. Um, Jacoby Myers put up two touchdowns last week. He's out with a concussion. Josh Jacobs. He didn't practice all offseason. He didn't look all good. Devontae had a quiet game. I don't. I didn't even see any of his. I didn't see any highlight reels with Devontae, which is very shocking. Come come Monday morning, Devontae Adams is in the Sports Center for some, something. So I think the Bills are going to bounce back. I think they're going to cover that eight easy. Josh looked atrocious, but again, Week One was terrible to all. What what are they down? Junior quarterbacks? Technically, junior year or the senior year now. Like they all just look bad. So I think Josh, I'm gonna give Josh the benefit of the doubt. He he didn't look like himself. He, hey, but kudos to Josh. Josh, Josh Allen's uh, in his fifth year as a quarterback, by the way. Yeah, kudos to Josh though. He gave uh, he redshirted. He, <laughs> he gave Jordan like, Whitehead his like bonus early. <laughs> he gave Jordan Whitehead his his uh, Christmas bonus. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just putting this out there while we're while we're talking about Jordan Whitehead here, big you know pit guy. Jordan Whitehead had a total of three interceptions in his entire career at Pitt, and he had three on Monday night. Yeah, he chased he chased the bag when he left Tampa to go to New York, and um, I'm glad he he finally showed up because I hadn't heard from him ever since he left Tampa. 
Yeah, I, I chose the Bills. It, it, Josh Allen's going to – they're going to play angry, I think, Sunday, and especially with the Raiders traveling from the West Coast. It's it's just not looking favorable for the Raiders at all in any aspect. I mean, the Bills just they're they're too good of a team. It, it, they're going to cover. Yeah, it, and it's it's probably going to be over forty six points. I mean, no, it might it could be a shootout too, but you know, I it all depends on if good old Jimmy stays healthy. Yep, I am. Uh, I'm I'm with the Bills minus eight and a half. I, it does seem like kind of a larger number, especially after that week one, but. But like you guys said, I'm I'm expecting Josh to bounce back in a big way. I think he's always been that big. He's always had those games where he just can't take care of the ball. Usually it's when it's snowing and, you know, there's a foot of snow on the field at home. But for some reason, a little bit of drizzle did it to him this time. But uh, I, I'm still I think it was all over the bills. Yeah, it could have been the Madden curse. Yeah, a lot of these that. starters didn't play preseason, too. So this is essentially their first game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's that's the first week is always – to yeah, most people, Jets, unpredictable. Jets, to me, it is obviously. The, but... the Bills lost that game. Let's be honest. Oh, sure. If Josh yeah. Allen, oh yeah, they beat themselves. Game, if Josh Allen had a decent game and Aaron Rodgers did go out, they should have beat the dog piss out of that team. No, no questions oh, asked. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. I thought but, it was money in the bank because I was the only one that took yeah. the Bills last week. As soon as, but, but was player up. prop for you guys. This is actually a parlay bet that I've I've seen. And I actually went back and researched it prior to this week one, but last year too. If you take all, what is it, four or five mobile quarterbacks for twenty-five or thirty yards apiece, it's been plus. It's been plus money every week. So if you take Hurt, Allen, Lamar, I guess now who's the other running quarterback? Fields, um, Fields for sure. Fields, Fields over under and rushing them, yards is sixty. Take them yeah, if you take them twenty-five or thirty yards, all four of them. It's plus two, two something every every time. I think this week it was two seventy eight, and it's just it's free money. Yeah, that's actually not bad. I might look into that. I mean, this week I took I in that game alone I took Josh over over rush over twenty five. I took James Cook over thirty. I took Dalvin over thirty. I took Brees over forty, and I took the other Cook over thirty, and it was plus like four something. I think, and it was it was easy. Brees had it in one play. Josh had it in two plays. The only one that really struggled was Dalvin, because Dalvin looked slow. Well, Brees looked slow too, but that's my another story. Yeah, that's, that's his over under Allen's over under for rushing is thirty five right now, so that's that's looking pretty good. Yeah, that's good. what it was last week. That's what it was. I'm looking week. pass yards three hundred and fifty plus is at eight plus eight seventy four for Josh Allen. That's kind of nuts. I'm that's wow. tempting for some reason, but either way. Next up, we got Ravens one and zero, one and zero against spread plus one forty two. Bengals zero and one. 0-1 against spread, minus 170, minus 3 favorites for the Bengals at home, 46.5 over under. Again, three in a row. I'm the dissenter. Ravens money line. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't look good under pressure specifically. I know it's it's kind of a fluke game for him to throw 82 yards only, but with he didn't look good under pressure, and the biggest thing the Ravens are going to do is create that pressure. They have a strong defensive line. They have strong edge rushers. They just have a strong defense. Um, I think that this is Ravens money line plus 142 is a good pick here, in my opinion. But apparently I'm the only one that thinks so. Yeah, I ain't no way Joe Burrow puts up 82 yards last week and Jamar Chase puts up, what, 30? And they don't come out and just walk the dog against this Ravens team. Ravens lost J.K., even though J.K. was the second-string running back, in my opinion, because Lamar is number one. Um, I just... (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't trust their receivers. They look good. I'm not gonna lie. They did. 
I think he was nine of ten. I believe he was nine of ten. Don't quote me. Um, but outside of that, they they look like the same old Ravens. I mean, they don't they don't they impress impress me at all. Um, I think the the Bengals bounce back in a big way. Um, they, there's no way they're just they're gonna go down six zero and two with the talent that they have with the the chemistry Chase and Burrow have. I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals. Personally, I think J.K. Dobbins needs to Hang him repair up. all his legs because <laughs> it's frustrating owning him on a fantasy team. But anyway, I chose the Bengals to bounce back again. Uh, they got embarrassed. They're, I think Burrow's in a similar boat as uh, Allen. They, he's not going to play like that again. He, he, he's going he's gonna to rip right through the Ravens. Yep, that's that's exactly where I'm at with this two Bengals minus three. I'm tempted just to take a money line, uh, but there's no possible way Joe Burrow does that again. I mean, that you cannot play any worse than that. And even if it's even though it's a divisional again, game too, but if that happens again, then all my futures are are, are lost because I I would have no faith at the end of, in, at the end of the year that my my picks are good because they play yeah. again like they did. <laughs> Yep. So I, I I think they go out and make us make a little bit of a statement too. Um. So yep. Taking Tangle Bengals minus three at home. I just I just want to remind Dave of something that happened on August eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Um. I traded I traded Dave, Josh Gordon, Todd Gurley, and J.K. Dobbins, and in return I received Aaron Jones, Miles Gaskin, and a twenty twenty four second round pick. Um. I think it's safe to say that I won that trade. Dave. Yeah, it's pretty safe. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted. Yeah. I almost traded him before the season too, but uh, oh, JK. Oh, yeah, uh, I had I had a problem with taking JK. Killing me. Knees with because his knees. Now he's got no fucking Achilles. Like, dude, he needs to just him up. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got another. Or sorry, another majority pick. We're we're. As a group, at least three of us are on with almost every game this week. Um, Seahawks own one own one against spread plus one ninety five. Lions one and zero one and zero against spread minus two thirty eight. They are five and a half point favorites at home. Forty seven and a half point over under. Um, I Lions five and a half. Dan Campbell is going to come off that win against the Chiefs, and he's just going to keep it up. I don't think he's going to take his foot off the gas. Seahawks didn't look good against the Rams, um, and the Lions did look good against a much better Chiefs team, so I think Lions are going to cover five and a half pretty easily. I think I think this is going to be your Jameer Gibbs game. Last last week they didn't really feature him all too much. I think I think he gets he's going to get a little bit more involved this week. Um, Amon's going to do his thing. I, like I said, Dan Campbell is I, he's he's one of my favorite coaches to watch now, um, just because he's kind of straightforward. He's to the point. Um, I like what the Lions are doing. I mean, they they did what they did to the Chiefs without Kelsey. I don't see why they couldn't do it to the Seahawks team. Yeah, I I, I chose Seattle in the money line because I mean I, I do agree with Dan Campbell. I think he's doing great things with the Lions, but let's just let's just be real here. It's the Detroit Lions, and um, they did have an somewhat impressive win against the Chiefs, but they're not going to do this two weeks in a row. I think Seattle's going to going to light them up. Yikes, I'm taking Lions minus five and a half. I think that's an easy, easy win. 
Uh, I think we can all agree that Dan Campbell is the man. He is, yeah. For sure. He's yeah, awesome. He's, yeah. um, so I would follow him anywhere, and I am definitely following him this week. I'm taking the Lions minus five and a half. Jameer Gibbs, I think he gets going, like he said. I think Amon Ra proved that he is a, he is a stud wide receiver one, legit wide receiver one. Not that he had to prove that, but he definitely did in a big way. So and the, the Lions, Lions are, they're, they're just going to be sneaky because if and when Jameson comes back, that's another one-two combo that you can't guard both. Amon, you already proved that he's going to get the ball. Jameson's going to be the deep threat when he comes back. I mean, they yep. go good. they're going to look good. Yeah, I think, I think Lions have a big, big year. All right, next up, we got the Chargers 0-1, 0-1 against spread, minus 155. Titans 0-1, 1-0 against spread, plus 130. They are three-point underdogs with a 45-and-a-half over-under. We again have another majority here. Chargers minus three. I'm taking it. Dave's taking it. Mitch is taking it. Justin is not. It's not. Austin Eckler is out. Just saying. Uh, Josh, think... Josh Kelly was the one that put up all the numbers for him last week. That's okay. No name's not going to do that two two weeks in a row. And uh, Mike Vrabel's defense, I mean, they're, they're not terrible, but he knows what he's doing. I think I like what D-Hot was doing. Um, I think, damn, I can't even think of his name now. And Derrick Henry gets rolling. Last week he didn't have the best of numbers. I think he just rolls through that, through that defense. And J.C. Jackson was the worst signing for Chargers. He was only good in New England. He sucks now. That's my biased opinion, but I'm taking Titans. I mean, to to your point about Austin Eckler not playing, you have to understand that Ryan Tannehill still is playing, and that's why also, I'm going to take Chargers minus three. The Chargers don't even believe in Josh Kelly because they went out and signed another running back today, so he might not even see full Josh. Just when did you guys see that Eckler's out? I just know he didn't attend practice today. I. I I'm in a fantasy league with someone else, and he's a diehard Chargers fan. So, like, I had like he has like the inside scoop on Chargers, and they said it's it's trending down that he's going to be out for a little bit of time. Uh, great. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. Hey, Dave, that's what my fantasy real quick, team What's your name? Yeah. I was going to say, what's your fantasy my, team name? My name is called the Crippled Castaways for a reason on my fantasy team for everybody listening. So, yeah. It's the trend is definitely continuing this year. I was almost changed it, but I'm definitely not now. Maybe, but yeah, maybe I you should I, change it. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe I should, but yeah, I, Chargers still gonna win. Uh, they're the better team. Chargers minus three. Yeah, I'm I'm riding Chargers minus three as well. I think they are a really good team. I think that they just ran into an excellent team week one in the Dolphins, and I mean Tua and Tyreek Hill could not have played any better. Possibly. I don't think the Dolphins they still are barely team. lost that. The Dolphins are the most explosive offensive team, but I don't think their defense is good at all. But offensively, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, they, they don't really need to be good. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes yeah, did, it, did it for years without without any any defense. Mm-hmm. And you score 40, 40 a game, you're going to win. Um, but yeah, I, I think Chargers are, are really good. They, they actually look pretty good. Um, Eckler definitely did have a better game, by the way, AJ. But. Josh Kelly still still played pretty well, so I think they roll. Next up, we got Bears 0-1, 0-1 against spread, plus 120. At the Buccaneers 1-0, 1-0 against spread, minus 142. They Bucks are 2.5-point favorites at home with a 41-point over-under. Um, I'm taking the Bucks money line. Baker came out and apparently told, said that he knew every single defense 
that the Vikings were running. He knew all of their play calls as they were making changes, making those calls from the sideline. I don't know if I believe that, but I do think Baker is coming out with a vengeance this year. I didn't believe it last week, but I think if Baker can beat the Vikings, there's absolutely zero reason why he can't beat a worse team in the Bears. Yeah, I'm just going to quote Baker from last week. He, uh, he told the DB that uh, went to go tackle him that he basically put in the ground. He said, get your weight up. I think I think Baker is out for a vengeance. Um, nobody really wanted him, and he ended up in the Bucks. He's got weapons in the books. I mean, Mike Evans is still Mike Evans, still six foot five. He's still a deep threat. He is older. Um, they're not paying him, so I think that he's going to feed feed Mike um, to either get the bucks to pay him or get get him a payday somewhere else. I'd like to stay see him stay in the bucks because he always said he wanted to retire. But I think they got more weapons in um, Tampa Bay. Um, and Baker's not a bad quarterback. I mean. He's had plenty of bad, bad showings of being a bad quarterback. But end of the day, you go back to his college days, he wasn't a bad quarterback. He, uh, he's had a bad few years. I think he can be a good quarterback. Is he a career quarterback? No, but I think he's he's gonna win this game. How many teams did he play for last year? Too many. <laughs> okay, I'm, how many, how many did he play for? There. I mean, you almost two. You all are talking Baker's the next Tom Brady or something, and no, uh, I, I think <laughs> all I said but was he was coming back I with a vengeance. You... <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I think that's a stretch. It's still Baker Mayfield, but um, Tom Brady, um I... <laughs> I chose the Bears on the money line. Justin Fields, the DJ Moore, at least two times. It could be a little biased because I need them to score a lot for my fantasy team, but. I'm going to remain optimistic. I think the Bears are a better team. I mean, unless you change your team name, you're, they might both be injured next week. So. No, I don't, man. <laughs> I don't. I think, I think the Bears, I am with with Dave here. I'm, I'm not taking a money line. I'm taking two and a half. I would love if it went to three. That would be awesome. I'd feel pretty comfortable there. I, I, I am a Justin Fields believer. I don't know why. I really have no idea why I am. But cool, I am. I think with someone back. that can get 60, 60 to 80 yards on the ground and a touchdown every single week, as a quarterback, it's pretty dangerous, and he has more. he has Mooney and DJ Moore wide receiver. He's got weapons, so there's not really, you know, any excuse at this point. So he, they got to figure it out there. And I I think I think Cole Kmet's pretty good, pretty good tight yeah. end for him too. So I think uh, I think the Bears bounce back here and they they squeak out a win. All right, next up we got Chiefs 0 1 0 1 against spread minus 155. Jaguars 1-0, 1-0 against spread plus 130. Jaguars are three-point underdogs at home with a 51 over under. Um, we do have a bit of a majority here. However, I'm going to put an asterisk on that majority because I do have the Jaguars money line listed as my pick. However, that is assuming it is not Kelsey, if Kelsey's not coming back. Um, if there's That's no Kelsey, it's, it's Jaguars money line. If Kelsey's back... I, I I think that the Chiefs money line is probably where it's at then for that week. Um, regardless of Kelsey, no Kelsey, a pick I have here is Ridley over 67.5 yards uh, receiving. I think T-Law is still going to be out there throwing dimes to Ridley just like he did last week. I don't think that that's going to change because of coverages. I think that there's just so many different people that need covered on the Jaguars that – 
Ridley finds a way to get open. He's just a beast. Yeah, I I can't. I'm gonna steal everything you just said. Um, if if Kelsey's out, then it's it's the Jags all day. Um, because clearly nobody on the charge or the Chiefs have hands. Nobody can catch a damn ball. Um, and without without Kelsey, I don't think hell. I I don't think Kansas City's gonna win a game until he's back. Um. But to AJ's point again, Calvin Ridley, he's going to be back with a vengeance. He, he just looks so fluid. He looks he, he looks great. I mean, I think that connection is going to be a top five QB to receiver connection this year. Um, I've said that since he's come back. I've watched some of the videos of him running routes. Dude, he's crazy smooth with his routes. So, asterisk on the game. Jaguars, if Kelsey doesn't play. Chiefs, if Kelsey plays. I, I'm gonna jump on this bandwagon too. If if Kelsey, I, I think this. If Kelsey plays, I think Mahomes is in the same boat as we'll, we'll say Josh Allen and uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, they're they're he, he's gonna come back. They're they're it's not even gonna be. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be high scoring, but I think Chiefs would win with Kelsey in there. But if he doesn't play, I'm, Jags definitely are gonna win. I chose the money line on them. Yep, I I am the uh, as AJ says the dissenter in this one. I'm taking Chiefs money line. Uh, I would take them minus seven, if I'm being honest. I think all of the reasons why you guys were on the Chiefs or some people were on the Chiefs week one, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. That's still valid. It was one week, and Patrick Mahomes won the game. Kadarius Tony lost the game, and that, there is no one that could ever argue against that if you watch the game. That was the worst receiving. Yeah, I think he had, what, five drops, one of them resulting in a pick directly? Yeah. Uh, five drops. I mean, all his receivers look bad, though. I mean, Sky Moore. Rasheed Rice looked good. He caught one touchdown <laughs> and a couple balls. Three, three, three. Well, dude, they spread it around. What do you want him to do? He's gotten, what, four targets? He caught three of them? One of them for a touchdown. I think that's pretty good for a rookie's if, first. If your first argument, game. if your argument is Chiefs going to win because somebody got four targets and a touchdown, I mean, uh, all right. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm <laughs> saying my argument is Patrick Mahomes, just like everyone else was arguing last week. And Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Well, like you They're said, win. yeah, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but Kadarius Tony still Patrick. Kadarius Tony. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to get the ball. I don't think he's going to be looking at Kadarius Tony. No, not to mention, be... Kadarius Tony could not play any worse. So it's it's another instance of that where if he does that again, I mean, he's worse. literally dropped. Um, but if if we're all, all over the Lions, we think the Lions are a good team. Um, and Chiefs barely lost to the Lions without Kelsey. And with that showing from Kadarius Tony, I think that it's pretty easy bet taking Chiefs. I would tease him down to minus seven, like I said. Without Kelsey, with Kelsey, I think they win by two touchdowns. I'm just Mostly saying, taking... right tackle shows up. Was it that game where he was offside the whole game? Oh no, the the, the right the right test. No, he right just back. he lined up like four <laughs> yards off the line of scrimmage every single time. Like yeah, he, he, he that, wasn't on okay. the line. He's gonna get called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. But I'm also taking the uh, I'm taking the over in this game too because I think regardless, it's gonna be a shootout. I don't. Um, it almost seems too easy at 51, which is a little worrisome, but I'm, I'm still player, hitting my it. My player prop on this game is only Patrick Mahomes running. It is the only over under over 50 points this week. Wait, really? Well, yeah. that's not surprising, actually. Yeah. 
the under just like the Chiefs, yeah, and the Chiefs, yeah. And my my prop on this game is Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards. If, yeah. if Kelsey is out, what's well, rushing yard? It's probably at thirty, right? I mean, I'm assuming it's probably twenty-seven half, thirty and a half, probably something like that. Yeah, it looks like he's especially with Kelsey out. He doesn't have that guy. He's just gonna find a pocket that he can dump it. Yeah, to. he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't trust nobody. Because yeah. <laughs> yep. Pacheco, you would. I mean, he didn't trust Pacheco. Like Pacheco didn't look good. Um, who's the receiving back? Uh, Pacheco is the receiving back. <laughs> no, no. Jared McKinnon. McKinnon. Jared, yeah, all right, hold on, hold on. Good. As the as the per, as the person who has the two of the three running backs. Let me explain something to you. Jarek McKinnon got one catch on one target. He's not the receiving back when Pacheco had three. Yeah. We had four receptions. <laughs> He's the third, he is yeah. the third down receiving Check back. Check out it. He yeah. What he labeled as. <laughs> um, I don't know what planet uh, the Chiefs woke up on that they thought starting Clyde edwards Lair was ever going to work for them. Dude, that was so weird. Um, I was losing I my I was losing my oh, shit in a fucking buckful of wild wings because Clyde edwards Lair was on the field way too much for somebody who owns Isaiah true. Pacheco. <laughs> I'm telling I'm telling you what they're doing is they don't want any running back to feel like they're entitled to a deal. So they're every team's going to do a 50-50 split. Every team Every team's gonna do a fifty-fifty split. Easy. All right, moving on to the next game. We got Colts zero and one, zero and one against spread minus one twenty-two. Texans zero and one, zero and one against spread plus one hundred two, plus one hundred five. Over under forty points. I'm taking Texans money line. Texans made the Ravens beat them on the ground. Lamar could not throw the ball to save his life last week. Um, Anthony Richardson is coming in on an hobbled knee. It's like a Knee contusion, I think, was the last I read was what they were calling it. So his ability to run the ball is going to be hampered a little bit. Dion did not look great for the uh, Colts, as well as Evan Hall not looking too great. Zach Moss might be back, but there's no guarantee. So there's really going to be trouble running the ball. Um, that's why I'm taking Texans money line. I'm just taking the under. Both these teams look like shit. The Texans are always shit. They're never going to be anything more than shit. The Colts with with AR hurt. I mean, AR didn't look terrible. Um, his connection with Pittman looked pretty decent, but the run game is just—it's still terrible. They haven't had a good running. Well, <laughs> they're going to be doomed, and they're going to be jinxed. I promise you all year when it comes to the running game because with it's JT. But I think this game is going under. Um, I could. I, I'm not shocked if it's zero zero at half or three zero at half or three three. I, it's just gonna be a low scoring game, and Will Anderson is going to eat that quarterback alive. Yeah, I actually just changed mine to the under. Um, this is it's the Colts and Texans. There's, I probably wouldn't even do anything on this game, but I chose the under uh, forty on this one. You know, Justin brought up some really good points about it. If it, it may. It may change if Anthony Richardson plays, but it's it's it's. I probably won't even do anything with this game. Yeah, I'm not betting this game. <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, I, I am. I'm taking Texans. Texas money line. I, I'm still a believer. I don't know Dude, why. Damian I think Pierce, this, huh? I just love Damian Pierce. Yeah, I mean, Damian <laughs> Damian Pierce, D'Amico Ryan's like that defense. I think that there's a lot of promise for the Texans. Looking there forward is, to the yeah. future. It's still the Texans, though. Like people say, it's still the Brown. It's still the Texans. 
Texas yeah, yeah. Well, you good. saw Browns are going to win the division this year. Yeah. I did. Yeah, well, based on what I saw that. last, based on what I saw last week, we'll, they got we'll, the best. We'll, we'll address that shortly. Um, yeah. Four o'clock Steelers game like a, next Steelers week. Steelers look like John Roth Middle School. All right, <laughs> sir, sit down. All right, four o'clock slate next week. We got 49ers, one and oh, one against spread, minus three forty five at the Rams, one and oh, one and oh, plus two seventy five. We got the Rams, seven and a half point underdogs at home, forty four over under. I'm taking Niners minus seven and a half. They are firing on all cylinders. That is a V eight coming at you fast. Um, I don't think that the Rams, just because they beat the Seahawks, can do enough to stop the Niners from doing what they just did to the Steelers. I think I'll, I'll explain later. I think that was a little bit of a fluke by the Steelers. However, I think that the Rams on paper are a much worse defense than the Steelers. So outside of Aaron Donald, I don't think that the Rams are going to keep up with the Niners. So I think seven and a half is a pretty good number here. Yeah, when you're when your receivers are Tutu Atwell and fucking Puka Nakua and your star running back is not even playing the game and Cam Akers is your backup playing Kyrie Kyron Williams is your your number one back. Cup Cup's still out. I I think they just wipe the floor in this game. 49ers are gonna win by double digits. Christian McCaffrey's gonna have a break of breakout run of at least I'm gonna go I'll be safe and say forty five. His over under run. His over under rushing total is only like sixty seven, which I was surprised at. Yeah, I'm gonna say he breaks a, at least a forty yarder. Um, well, I think that that would be a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I think. Uh, and Debo didn't get really involved. It was it was a two man show last week. It was McCaffrey and it was Ayuk. Um, Ayuk, he balled out. I was not expecting that um, by any means. I know he's a good receiver. I did not project what he did. Um, well, he's, he's good still for one game. Yeah, I, I you may get one or two catches this this week, and Debu uh, Samuel might get um, you know, the the bulk of the targets. So, and and to the credit of Brandon Ayuk, he was playing a shitty Steelers defense. <laughs> yeah. <Yikes>. Uh, I, <laughs> this is a this is a division game. Rams 49ers, they always play tough against each other. I'm choosing the Rams and the money line uh, based off the fact that the the 49ers, they had to travel from West Coast to East Coast. They could be, they're probably tired from beating up on the Steelers so bad and uh, traveling back to the West Coast to play the Rams at home. So I, I think the, Ram, the 49ers are not going to repeat what they did against the Steelers. Yeah, that's hard to beat, you know. There's a butt whooping. It's hard to butt whoop two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Niners minus seven and a half as well. I watched that whole game, obviously, um, much to my chagrin. And they looked so freaking good. I mean, they they looked amazing. It, but I will I will mention that I will have no more Puka Nakua slander in this in this call. I drafted him. Or no, I picked him up out of free agency in our dynasty league, which means that he is destined for greatness. And he I thought he was a right free there. agent. That's all. I never heard of him before. I, I yeah, was like, I had no idea. To pick him up, and then I'll, he yeah, of course, like, Mitch has him. I was three million on the waiver wire. I was, yeah. I was big. I was big on him, and then like the day that I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna make oh, space for this guy. Ago. Mitch was like, oh, I'm snagging him today. And was yeah, like, dude, that was like, literally that was like, like I think I texted you like right after, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was literally about to pick this guy up. 
You know, you know, I got the eye. That's the only thing I got the eye for, though. It's wide receiver talent, which is which is crazy because they've said all all season that Stafford had no chemistry and no connection with any of his receivers outside of Cup. Well, they didn't say that. His wife said that. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is worse. Probably. All these all these kids on their phones oh, after man. games. That was planted. But, that was yeah. planted. Uh, next up, we got Giants zero and one zero and one minus two eighteen. Lost 40-0 to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Uh, they are going to Arizona to play the Cardinals 0-1. Cardinals are 1-0 against spread, plus 180. They are 5.5-point underdogs with a 40-over-under. Um, a lot of I, You guys seem to be on this streak of, like, you think last week was a flukes for a lot of teams that they're still trying to get things together. I, I don't know. I think the Cardinals have just enough to stay in this game. Don't know that I think they win it, but... Five and a half, I think, is a number that the cards can cover here. Yeah, you see, I'm going under because little did you know, Arizona had the number one defense on fantasy up until, well, I think they played the one o'clock games. They had the number one defense in the one o'clock games. They had like tw- I think 21 or 20 points. Well, in to be fair, fantasy. Sam Howell, as he was getting sacked, decided he was just going to toss the ball as far backwards into the end zone as he could with nobody on his team anywhere near him. So, for Arizona, to, who literally basically came out and said, we are we are tanking without saying it because it's not allowed, trading their number one pick for a seventh-round pick, literally just dismantling the team. For them to do what they did on defense, I was actually pretty, pretty surprised. Um, I think they will maintain, like you said, AJ, keep it close. I don't think the game is going to be high scoring at all. I don't think either one of these teams is good. I don't think the Giants have receivers. Um, I don't think Danny Dimes knows who his receivers are. And, again, Cardinals don't have nobody. So, this game is going under. I think – I feel like the Daniel Jones is going to – not at the same tier as Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen, but I think Dan, Daniel Jones is going to bounce back a little bit. Saquon Barkley, you can't forget about him. I think he's going to tear into that number one defense for three hours on Sunday. So I, I chose, you know, I, I, I chose the Giants in the money line. I, I mean, I, I think the spread is, I think Cardinals plus five and a half is a good bet, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I'm not too confident that much to take it. So, because I, I just think it's going to be Daniel Jones with uh 250 passing yards, and 200 of it's going to be the Saquon Barkley in the flat. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Screens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Gi- Giants minus five and a half. I think that's a pretty – for me, that was a no-brainer. Um, I yeah, get I'm, where I'm you guys are coming from. Sure, but, but um, yeah, I, I think, like AJ said, I guess the trend is that we're expecting bounce-back games, but also the majority of those games, um, the team is also playing a worse team this week i mean the cards should be yeah. the worst team in the nfl they should be worse than the texans um which is saying something so i think danny dimes picks it up a little bit he also i think he had maybe two seconds on average every time he dropped back before yeah i you know, think it was, it was like 1.8 1. 1. or something like that it was terrible yeah it was, it was nuts so like he didn't really even have a chance to to get rolling at all so i think uh i think giants come back i would take giants minus 15 in this game I won't, but I would hypothetically. <laughs> That's a little aggressive, but I think they're gonna they're gonna dominate. 
Alright, moving into the 425 games on Sunday. We got Jets 1-0, 1-0 against spread, plus 330. Cowboys 1-0, 1-0 against spread, minus 425. Cowboys are 9.5 point favorites at home with an over-under 39.5. Mitch, you got me on this one. I think that this low, this number is too low, but after last week, I think it's a trap to take the over with the way games were last week. So I'm taking under 39.5 here. I think that the both these teams just have two really good defenses, and I think that they are going to make the day just rough for both Zach Wilson and Dak Prescott. Um, that's why I'm taking under 39.5 here. I don't I, nine and a half just seems too big of a number, even with Zach Wilson as the quarterback for the Jets, uh, for the Cowboys to cover that against them. But so that's why I'm, I'm taking that under nine thirty nine and a half because I think it's a trap to go over. Yeah, this is this is a tough one because I mean the Cowboys are going against Zach Wilson, and I think they feast on Zach Wilson. So if they can take some of those turnovers like they did against the Giants and convert them into points, then that nine and a half doesn't seem crazy. But like the Jets did, they also turned over Josh Allen, but they didn't turn it into points. Well, they did turn the points, but they didn't score on those drives. Um. I still think Dallas is the better team simply because the Giants don't have or the Jets don't have the offensive firepower that the Cowboys have. I don't like either one of these teams. I despise both of them. Um, actually, I think I despise the Cowboys more because their fan base just sucks. Um, but I think the Cowboys could easily win this game. Um, if they can do what they did last week in that such a shit condition – I think they can they can cover that ten, especially going up against the likes of Zach Wilson, Mr. Studio Girl. Yeah, I I took the Jets and the points here. I I just don't think that I think the Jets are a better team than what people are thinking. Even though Zach Wilson's back there, but you still got Garrett Wilson. You got two solid running backs and Cook and uh, Hall. And and a stellar defense. And I think Dak Prescott is not going to be. I think he's going to be Dak Prescott this week, basically, and Dallas is going to be Dallas. Interceptions this week, and he's going to do the opposite. Yeah, he he's not going to. I don't think he's he's going to. He might win, but I think nine and a half is a huge spread. Not to yeah. not to take that. Yeah, that's fair. This is a tough one for me because, um, like, like you said, Dak is yeah he's liable to go <laughs> off or go the opposite direction at any point. He's either um, going to look really good or he's going to turn into Josh Allen. Y- yep, exactly. So I'm worried that it, if it's that type of game, then I'm a little bit worried. I, I, I'm I, definitely – I didn't take the under. I'm thinking about it, still still contemplating, but I, I do – that under does look pretty juicy. I'm just worried the Cowboys' defense is, is going to – I mean, I think they could cover the minus 9.5 just from Not defense. Himself. It's it, they're insane. Jets look so good too, and they could they could really mess up Dak. So my thing a is one, but I'm leaning nine and a half. If you look at Sauce's numbers last week, he allowed over a hundred passing rating. Like he didn't, he wasn't all that great. Well, I, dude, I got oh. Stephon Diggs. They, they ran so, they ran slants so with Stephon Diggs a lot. I mean, the first yeah. play of the game, they literally just ran a quick slant. Like you're gonna you're gonna get beat on those. Diggs That's looked really game. good against Sauce, though. I will say. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next game. We got Commanders 1-0, 0-1 against spread, plus 145 at the Broncos. 0-1, 0-1 against spread, minus 175. Broncos are 3.5-point favorites, 38.5 over-under. 
this is almost another one under 38 and a half number seems just way too low to not like it seems like a trap free yep. over here and really after last week both of these teams just have really bad offenses at this point i just have to take i think it's under 38 and a half if judy's healthy maybe give me the broncos money line um but that's still kind of a stretch i think you know i'm sticking with the trap this is 38 and a half under i'm i'm, I'm taking the broncos i think um coach brings him back i don't think he's going i don't think Sean Payton's going down to oh and two um broncos still got a, i think they're the better team um they just they they're still trying to figure it out with with sean um sean has proven himself he's he's a better coach and they just they fell apart last week. I think they're going to final. They're going to slowly get it together. I think they win this game. Yeah, I think it's because of that. I think Washington may edge out the Broncos. I, I think they're still making adjustments, and Judy is a factor in this one. But I, I chose the Commanders in the money line. I it could be a little biased, but I I I think the Commanders are not as bad team as what people are portraying. I just think they need to get it together. They got the weapons. And I think I think the questionable defense, but they they got a quite they got a really potential high octane offense. Once they learn how to Chase, use it, that Chase Young on the line can't stay healthy either, so that's a problem. No, that's, that's yeah. If he, oh, that's if he was actually been playing, then I'd take this. This would be different. They still they still got Montez Sweat, Fallon, and uh, Mario Payne. So yeah, I'm I'm going with the trap bet as well on this one, AJ. I almost took it in the in the Cowboys game as well. But I think you're on the right track here. I think under 38 and a half is too juicy. Um, so I think the public's going to jump all over that. So we should we should probably fade that. So I'm going under 38 and a half. I'm taking Broncos minus three and a half. I think John Payton and Russ figure it out. That's pretty much the gist of it. Commanders look horrible, by the way. Stop it. And next up, we got Sunday Night Football and a consensus pick. Dolphins 1 and 0, 1 and 0 against spread minus 142 favorites at the Patriots who are 0 1 and 0 and 1 plus 120. Patriots are plus two and a half point underdogs. 46 and a half is the over under. We have all taken Dolphins minus two and a half. I think after last week's showing, we all can agree the Dolphins are probably going to win this by a lot of points. Um, Tua's over under is currently one and a half passing touchdowns. So if you need a prop bet, Tua over one and a half passing touchdowns as well. Yeah, I'm a I'm biased on this game, but not really. Um, Bill always does something somehow to eliminate your your best player. He did it last week against the Eagles. Um, can you slow down Tyreek Hill? No, but you can make it harder on him. Um, I I still like the Dolphins, but I mean, only being two and a half point favorites that's that's actually very very surprising. Um, given what they did last week, um, it's in New England. That's why, and it's a division game. That's the only. Yeah, but like, I don't see Christian Gonzalez holding up against Tyreek Hill or any other corner holding against Tyreek Hill. So unless you're doubling him the whole game, Tyreek's gonna burn you. Um, he's done it too many times. I I hate picking the Dolphins, but I I I got the Dolphins all in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. And if Hill can't do it, you got this. You got the Waddle that will do it. So it's. Hey, don't don't it's forget about Rivers Craycraft over there. Okay, yeah, and most start. Mm, yeah, all right. No start, most start. 
mustard mustard <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm taking the dolphins i think that's pretty obvious especially because a tyree kill is carrying all of my fantasy teams at this moment he's projected three thousand yards this year Two yeah. yards, I'm sorry. unreal <laughs> and he's, yeah he's outpacing that too which is crazy um so yeah it's the, the one reason is cheetah i think Tua is looking really sharp i'm afraid the bill's gonna pull something out of his ass like like he always does but Hey, I don't. I don't think. I don't think being like crazy scores. I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna get blown out. But I, I do think Bill's one of the best coaches ever. So I think he does yeah. something to slow this team down. And it does feel like a, like a trap, like you pointed out. Two and a half does not seem like enough. Um, but I'm I'm still riding. I, I you can't fade the Dolphins right now after that. It's just impossible. Yeah. All right, we do got two Monday night football games this week. Mm-hmm. We got one at seven fifteen. We got Saints at Panthers. So Saints are one and zero, zero and one against spread, minus one sixty six favorites at the Panthers, zero and one and zero and one plus one forty. It's a three and a half point spread with a forty point over under. We do have a majority here uh, with the Saints money line, I believe. Uh, scrolling over, yeah, we have Saints money line uh, here for a majority. Carr barely beat Tennessee. Um, I don't know that he covers three and a half, but I think that they can win. Uh, the Panthers didn't look great, so it's definitely a matter of can he cover or not, not a matter of whether he can win or not in this game. Yeah, Saints, I mean, Mike Thomas looked good coming back. Uh, Chris Olave looked great. Um, Jordan, Cam Jordan on the defense, I think he's, you know, he's in a rattle. Um What's the damn quarterback? I don't. Even, I can't even think of quarterback's name in Carolina right now. Um, not coming to my head. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young looked like every other rookie quarterback coming out the league. Like, but first couple games, throwing interceptions. Um, I think the Saints just more well-rounded team. We got more weapons. Um, I'm taking the Saints on the money line. Yeah, I actually had the same. Uh, I I had the over, but I, I changed it. Or I'm sorry, I had the under, but I changed it to make the majority. I, the Saints are going to win. They're the better team. I mean, Derek Carr will put it together. I think he's a better quarterback than what people are portraying. And, yeah, they'll get it together. Yep. yep I'm, I'm with the Saints money line, too. This it, it almost seems too easy, which, again, is a little frightening. But this this was a no-brainer pick for me. Um, if, it, if it was two and a half, the spread was minus two and a half, I'd take that. But three and a half with the hook, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking it. Saints money line. Um, Saints looking sneaky good if they can squeak out all these wins before uh, yeah. Kamara yeah, comes back. A lot of so. he, he snuck in there. He wasn't doing shit at halftime, and then all of a sudden he put up, I think all, almost all of the yards in the second half. Yeah, and I was I was afraid because they got a lot of in Drake Leonard. I was like, you got to be crap. You got to be shitting me. Like it's not not looking good. Yeah, so this might be the year for the car run, um, especially if Kamara comes back and he and he's like his old self. Um, then I, I think Saints are pretty dangerous. But yeah, yep, Saints, Saints money line, no-brainer pick for me. All right, moving into our later Monday night football game, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. We got the Browns for 1-0, 1-0 against spread, minus 125 favorites at the Steelers, 0-1, 0-1 against spread, plus 105. It's a plus two again for the Steelers. Uh, underdogs at home, 39.5 point over under. We do have a majority here um i think there's a little bit of bias i i mean my thing is i'm taking the steelers money line 
surely because that game had to be a fluke. There's no way that that is the Steelers that we're going to have this year. Um, I I do I'll agree with a point that I'm sure Dave is going to bring up about Matt Canada. I think there were a lot of situations last week that the play call was bad, but I think just everybody across the board, except for T.J. Watt, who is far and away the much better edge rusher in the AFC North here. Um, I think T.J. Watt was really the only one that played well for the Steelers uh, last week. And I will die on this hill. Um, I think Miles Garrett is a isn't a great player. I think he's a good player. Um, I think that he is single-handedly going to ruin the chances of any other defensive player joining the Browns ever. Um, so they will never accomplish much because Miles Garrett is single-handedly going to keep any defensive frontline player from joining them. Um, I'd probably save that rant for another day. But also, if you can get Firemuth anytime touchdown score, if he plays, um, that's an easy one to hammer for even if the Steelers only score seven points, it's going to go to Fryermuth. Do you know the odds on on the Fryermuth? Uh, he is not. They do not currently have uh, any time touchdown available. I wonder. I games. bet you. I bet you'd be like six six hundred. Anytime? No. It's only because only because he's possibly not playing, and because Pickett, um, you know, can't throw the ball that far. Well, but he can't yeah. throw it to Fryermuth because that's who scored. Yeah, I'm going back. I'm going with Steelers. Get back win. I think Najee Harris looked like shit. I think Kenny Pickett looked like shit. The only person that looked good was T.J. Watt. Um, I know Deontay's out, um, but still, I think I think the Steelers can get back into it. Um, and I don't, I don't like the Browns. I don't think they're they're as good as Browns fans think. I mean, they got a couple good pieces. Um, Nick Chubb is. Is a dog. Um, Miles Garrett, who it is disbelieved, I think is is good. Uh, I think he's a little too cocky. It's only he is as good as some of the other edge rushers in the league, but still good. Um, but I don't know if y'all saw the play um, where the offensive lineman for the Browns literally drug a dude for like 20 yards. Shout out Wyatt Teller from Virginia Tech. He literally had him or he was 20 yards deep in the in their secondary because he just drove him into the ground 20 yards deep if you haven't seen that go watch that but uh yeah i think the Steelers get back into this win um get one and one um to get back into the ways that the Steelers winning yeah um this this pains me for this pick but because i'm definitely not a cleveland fan but uh, I, I chose the Browns minus two. The Steelers look terrible. I don't think San Francisco. I think San Francisco is a good team, but I don't. I don't think that they're a great team. I just feel like the offensive coordinator is dog shit, as Justin would call. And um, it's and Kenny Pickett. I I he looked good in the preseason, but I have no faith. As long as Canada's there calling the plays, he's going to throw three yard dump offs to the running backs and, you know, try to get them to do the work. Um, I, I don't have any faith in the Steelers. Their defense may score points to keep them in it, but, um, you know, but the Browns defense actually, you know, we can't forget the fact that they held Joe Burrow to 80, what, 82 yards passing. Yeah. They got, they so got a lot of first rounders. The, the weather, the weather also might've done that. It, it could have, but 
you know, it's uh, the Browns are definitely the better team right now. So until you, more you know, they got a lot of first rounders in that secondary in that. that yeah, back it, seven. It, it, I, I hope I'm wrong because it's the Browns, but I just think they're the better team right now. Yeah, the Steelers of this game, I would not, I would never take Steelers on any new props ever again. Just saying that now, you do. <laughs> I will be a disbeliever for the rest of the season on two games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned as a Steelers fan. I, I took Steelers plus two, and this, it's not even really as a homer pick. I, I legitimately think that, like AJ said, the first, the first game. I mean, that is, we just got into a rut, and it was really impossible to get out to out of the Niners looked insane their defense looked insane Brown's defense is nowhere near that level um, I think Pickett plays better he's gonna have to and I mean we we literally won games just because TJ Watt in the past um, last year and I, I think that, that that could happen again so because he is that that good of a player I mean he's forcing He's forcing fumbles almost every every sack. He is taking the ball out of the quarterback's hand. The, the, so I'm... the biggest change here I think that needs to happen, and it, it kind of sucks, is JPJ needs to be starting this week if we want any chance to win. That's, that's the easiest thing to say. For the defense, JPJ must start. Uh, Patrick Peterson looked like a burnt piece of toast last week. Um, Brandon Ayuk made him his bitch. Um, that's literally the easy, probably the nicest way I can put what happened last week. Um, Patrick Peterson looked like a 40 year old decrepit old man trying to cover and keep in control a seven year old on cocaine. Um, it, there was, he was, he was borderline useless. Um, he was a traffic cone would have been more useful than Patrick Peterson last week. Um, I, it was bad to, it was bad to watch. Um, there's no reason Joey Porter Jr. essentially being a first-round pick because he was the 32nd pick in the draft. There's absolutely zero reason he shouldn't be starting. Um, with and he's Penn State guy, so that's another reason. It's fair. Yeah, I should. Um, but between Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson, both they both were getting cooked last week, and I don't think that that was necessarily purely on Debo and Ayuk being that good. Um, they are both very good wide receivers. However, I think that. You can't just you can't use this kid for just really you know your slot guy. I think Patrick Peterson's better slot corner there, um, as well as on offense. We are going to be down DJ for at least a couple weeks here. Um, Allen Robinson, Pickens got to step up. Calvin Austin's got to step up, and Matt Canada needs to get as far away from the jet sweep as possible. Um, there is a hashtag campaign going on on twitter hashtag stop the jet sweep um this guy calls jet sweeps in the worst possible timing with the worst possible defensive packages i mean it's statistically since he's become the offensive coordinator for the steelers matt canada has been the worst offensive coordinator statistically speaking in the nfl the entire time um this guy's making us wish todd haley was back uh people want byron left which people want big ben to just be like hey have Big Ben like Big Ben's got to be better than this. So like I can go on for hours and hours about everything to do with the Steelers Browns game. So I'll try to cut it down here uh, for yeah, us. Yeah, I think I think the the one shining moment that we had or the one kind of surprise was Allen Robinson actually showed up. 
he looked pretty good with not many uh, bright spots on our offense. I would say he was probably the bright spot. So that is that is a good sign. Also, we one, use him. one other bright spot, um, which I pray this happens this week. I can almost guarantee you this won't just because Miles Garrett never lines up against somebody who even could potentially beat him. Um, Darnell Washington put Nick Bosa in the dirt last week. Yeah, yeah that was, what that is was Darnell? Cool. I want Darnell to like show up. This dude is a fucking freaking nature. He is, and that's the thing. I think the Steelers are going to put him in more defensive packages, but the problem is Miles Garrett's not going to line up on the edge if Darnell Washington's in there because he's a little... I'm going to refrain from actually finishing that statement there. Um, like, Miles Garrett, his entire philosophy is i'm gonna line up at on the center as an edge rusher because centers aren't prepared to deal with edge rushers and it's the easiest way to not get double teamed is pretty much what it comes down to um and because most teams when they game plan for a good edge rusher don't plan to double team somebody at nose tackle if they are playing the rams they do plan to double team someone as nose tackle but Again, I will go on for hours talking about how I think Miles Garrett is a terrible mental person for that franchise, for any franchise. Um, if it was up to me, he'd be banned from the league permanently, but that's my state. I I really have so much hatred for this guy's entire existence, honestly. He, we can't I, tell. I will I will be 100% yeah, honest. He, he lives rent-free in my head, and it's, it's yeah. the most annoying thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> one, other, one other thing. Uh, I feel bad for Jalen Warren because Kenny would just dump it to him and he would just get smacked. Oh, yeah. Like but... He needs to not just be the guy that you dump it to two yards behind the line with a corner or a linebacker bearing down on him. Like, please, like just don't I'm do that. I'm a very anymore. disciplined defense. Reason. Yeah. Very disciplined defense. Yeah, I think a lot of what happened across the NFL was a lot of offensive lines just looked bad as a whole. I think a lot of pressure caused the unders to hit a lot. Uh, Cause I mean, even, even looking at the Steelers game, the Steelers pre- were getting pressure on Purdy. TJ Watt had three sacks and a forced fumble, sorry, two forced fumbles. Um, so, I mean, it's like across the board. I mean, that's why the Ravens struggled was cause they were getting pressured by the Texans. That's why Joe Burrow struggled. He was getting pressured by the Browns. That's why, all these quarterbacks struggled last yep. week was because they had no time to get the ball out. And I think that that's something we're going to see come into its own this week is we're going to see a lot of those offensive lines across the league step up and get their quarterbacks more time this week. Yeah. That does seem like... <laughs> I hope not. Are you a Steelers fan, Dave? I thought you were. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, if they win a Super Bowl, but I'm not a Steeler fan. I was gonna say, if Dave is a Steelers fan, he's the biggest what? Steelers hater that is. I just hate fan. the. I yeah, hate the Browns. Be like Steeler, a Steelers fan to be a big Steelers I, hater, though. <laughs> I, I, I have no faith. I mean, it's like Matt Canada is just. Wait, so who do you root for? Who's your team? I don't. I, I don't root for really anybody. I root for the players on my fantasy teams. Big football guy. You live so, in Pittsburgh and you're not a Steelers fan. That that is shameful. Uh, it's, you know what's shameful is the offensive coordinator and the quarterback playing together. I'm, I'm not saying Pickett's bad. I'm not saying Pickett's bad. I think he's – I love his drive. He's got I, – I, I like his his attitude. He's a he's a workaholic. 
We're talking about Kenny Pickett, not Canada. I think he's Obviously. just in a bad system right now. If you if you put Pickett in like San Francisco or any other system that Matt Canada's not in, he he I bet you he's a, a well above average. So you're I mean, saying Matt Canada Matt Canada's not a workaholic? I, 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 I think, think I think the evidence speaks for itself. He probably <laughs> gets his tips off hard he's knocks right. and uh, old hard knock seasons and um yeah, so bad, man. I, how can anybody like if, the Steelers? If honestly, if <laughs> I could Canada channel there. my disdain for Miles Garrett into Matt Canada, it it honestly would probably be so much better for everybody involved. Really, oh, it's so bad. Not for Matt Canada. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but all right, guys. I think that was uh, we wrapped up a lot. We got a lot through. Uh. And I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see some W's this week. I mean, I personally, I I will say I had some W's last weekend. The biggest thing for me is a lot of my W's come from stuff that I take on the fly. Like, I mean, I took an at a huge win taking both Baylor or sorry, both Utah and JMU money lines last week live when they were both plus like two ten. Um, parlayed them together. Um, the the real I was gonna say the only like prior over or like. Prior parlay I hit, I had like an Eagles four Dolphins money line under and Commanders and uh, the Jaguars to cover their spread um, was a big one that I had that hit last week as well. Um, fortunately, the U.S. Open's over, so I don't think Mitch has any good tennis bets for us this week. But he... yeah, well, at the end, you, you guys should have faded me. Although I would have, I would have definitely picked Djokovic to win, but um, Medi, Medi really cleaned me out. When he uh, when he beat Alcaraz, so, so yeah, I'm that's, still that's uh, licking my wounds from that. But yeah, I think I think this week we have so many majority picks, and our majority picks have been pretty pretty fire. So if that trend continues, especially with this volume, then that would be would be pretty uh, pretty big. 